You're listening to the Kennel Confidential Podcast brought to you by the United Tree and Feist Association. I'm your host, Davin Ramage. I'm your co-host, Chad Wagner. Let's get into the episode. Here we go. Time to jump into episode number four of the Kennel Confidential Podcast already. Uh, enjoying it so much. Time is flying. So this week, uh, Chad and I got looking for a guest and decided with competition season getting ready to kick off, we would go to the dog of the year list. Uh, and real quick, Mr. Donnie Goodman jumped out to us. He has two of the top three dog of the year dogs, so he landed on our radar and through a mutual friend, reached out to Mr. Donnie Goodman. He was more than willing to come onto the show, so we're excited to have him. Got Chad on the phone, of course. So, Chad, Donnie, how are y'all doing tonight? Good, good. I'm doing good. Mr. Donnie, it's good to have you. Thank you. Good to be here. So, Mr. Goodman, before we jump in uh, too much into the dogs and, and start talking to you about your some of your dog of the year accomplishments and cast wins and that sort of thing, uh, we always like to ask the guests, tell us just a little bit about what you do, some hobbies, fishing, hunting, camping. Looks like a little bit of rodeo, maybe. Uh, just what you're doing whenever you're not walking behind your dog. <laughs> well, I'm a retired police officer. And like I say, I do rodeos on the weekends a lot when we're not competition hunting. Run dogs probably three to four nights a week. Try to coon hunt, squirrel hunt. Just try to be outdoors as much as I can. Well, it sounds like a lot of strikes already. <laughs> a rodeo guy that hunts. <laughs> what kind of rodeo do you do, Donnie? Uh, we do a lot of youth rodeos. Uh, I, I judge rodeos and produce uh, some sorting events, cattle sorting, ranch sorting, uh, just pretty much anything to do with horses. I, I miss it. My Both my boys, high school and junior high rodeos, and uh, before I moved down here, I was involved with the Triple Cross uh, Cowboy Church, and we did youth rodeos, and I, I miss it. And I, I roped a little bit myself, but I, I sure do miss being around it sometimes. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I was the uh, vice president of North Carolina Youth Rodeo Association for a few years, and now I'm helping out High Country Rodeo Association, the newly formed rodeo association here in North Carolina and having a lot of fun with it. I sat on the board for Kentucky High School Rodeo Association uh, about three years there. and um, Got to do a lot of traveling with that, so that was a lot of fun. Got to go out to yes, national, high school nationals and junior high nationals. I uh, went to Gallup, New Mexico, Rock Springs, Wyoming, so that was awful fun. Oh, yeah, a lot of traveling. Do you have do you have kids that are competing in the youth? Uh, my granddaughter is four years old, and she has started barrel racing, and very cool. she loves it. That's impressive and, for a four year old. Yeah, <laughs> she she loves the horses. Well, but yeah, I got. I'm gonna tell my six year old that next time she complains about soccer, I'm gonna tell her there's four year olds out there barrel racing. <laughs> yeah. There, there is. Uh, we have the young kids that start out mutton busting. They're fun to watch, and they grow on up and just move on up to bigger sports. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You better not mention barrel racing, because if you go out and try to buy a barrel horse, you're talking about broke. <laughs> you will be <laughs> I'll be I'm completely out of the right dogs. Any kind of, horse, any kind of horse right now, you're going to be broke. Uh, 
They are really expensive right now. Years ago, you went to a horse sale, you had to keep your trailer locked, and you'd walk out with a trailer full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that many years ago when no, that was going on either. Uh, it's a different time now. Well, Davin, we took a trip down rodeo memory lane long ago. <laughs> hey, that's all right. <laughs> well, so then to, to bring it back around to the dogs, um, how long have you been hunting with dogs? Uh, since I could walk. Oh, very cool. I, was, I grew up uh, following dogs. My grandfather had a kennel where he raised and trained bird dogs, and we've always had beagles around. Then got into coon hounds, and then finally got into squirrel dogs. I'm always envious of the guys that answer the question that way. I got into it, you know, three, four, three years ago, maybe somewhere in there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I hadn't been in it very long, and I wish that I was doing it when I could learn to walk. You know, <laughs> I, as long as I can remember, I've had a hound around of some kind. There's, there's always been a dog around. That's pretty cool. So how many, uh, it, it takes quite a bit, uh, you know, that dog of the year list in any registry, not just UKC, but it gets pretty competitive. Um, so do you, how much traveling do you do whenever you hunt your dogs? I've done quite a bit the first part of the year. Uh, I was going down to Wilson, North Carolina a lot to the club down there. And that's about a four and a half hour ride. That's uh, about four hours up in Virginia to a couple of clubs. So with squirrels, Squirrel dogs, I haven't been traveling quite as much as when I was doing the Coonhound competitions. I run Purina Race with a plot dog. That was a lot of traveling every weekend with it. But the squirrel dogs, on average, I'm going probably three to four hours to hunt from where I live at. Wow. And so are, you do a little bit of coon hunting, too. Um well, I guess you do a lot of coon hunting if that, if that's where you started. So, yeah. do you coon hunt with cur dogs as well? Yeah, every, I don't even own a full hound at this time. Everything I've got uh, either OMCBA curs or tree and curs right now. Okay, but that's I hunt the same dogs I coon hunt, I squirrel hunt with. When did you start with cur dogs? Three years ago, okay. actually, I bought a dog at uh, Grand American that was on the trade lot brought him home and turned out first hunt i put him in like two weeks later he won first place in it and championed him out and decided that i want something a little more competitive than what he was he was he was good but he was more of a pleasure type dog okay and so that's when i started looking around and i ended up buying slammer i got you so in your squirrel dog traveling um how many hunts a year do you think you make it to Three four hours at a at a stab, I wouldn't probably make very many. <laughs> uh, this year, I'm pretty close to forty, I believe. Wow, that's a lot Between of fun. The two dogs. I guess retirement <laughs> helps with that, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, you mentioned getting the pup on the trade lot. How old was that dog? He was a two year old. He just turned two year old. And was he started at and all? He was. Uh, kind of lucky on my part, I guess. You know how. Most of the dogs on a trade lot go with these big hunts. You never know what you're buying. And the guy that had him, I don't believe he really knew what he had. He had just got him, and I just got lucky, and he turned out to be a decent dog. <laughs> he, uh, he ended up, I granted him out in NKC and championed out in uh, UKC. Well, that answers one of the questions I had here, uh, which, you know, as I mentioned, you landed on our, our list as we were surfing the UKC Dog of the Year boards. Um, 
Do you are you, do you only hunt UKC? I guess not. You hunt NKC. Is there any other registries you compete in? I've I've hunted uh, NKC, UKC, and I've hunted one NSD hunt this year with uh, Slammer. Do you did you start Slammer? Did you have him from a pup? Oh no, no. Uh, he uh, he was raised and trained by James uh, McCurry out in Kentucky. He's a wildlife officer out there, and uh, he started the dog. And he got up to about a year old, and Marty Munns in North Carolina bought him mm-hmm. from Jeremy. And Marty pretty much finished him out, put a lot of hunting on him, a lot of wins on him. Frank Duty owned him for a while, and he put a lot of wins on him, including the world champion male dog in NSD. Okay. And I bought him about a year ago from a guy up in uh, Ohio. So Slammer is no spring chicken. He was 10-year-old in June. Okay. okay. But, he, but he's still, he'll, you never know if he's going to be 30 yards or 900 when you turn <laughs> him loose. He's going to get to eat and have a squirrel. Do you pleasure hunt your dogs too? Oh, yeah. I do. I gun hunt and pleasure hunt. We hunt a lot where we don't shoot any, of course, in seasons out. But I hunt year-round, and during the season we do gun hunt. Uh, we do a lot of pleasure hunting. That's where most of the fun is, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, Mr. Donnie, before we dive too far into into the dogs, we are talking about UKC Dog of the Year. Just kindly for those that don't know, UKC goes by cast wins. Every dog that gets a cast win for the year goes on the Dog of the Year list. And at the end of the year, the top seven dogs that the... the that's got the most cast wins are invited to the hunt off. The way they do that is the number one dog gets a buy hunt. They don't hunt that morning. Second through seventh gets drawn out in two, three dog cast. Uh, the winner from each cast go back that afternoon to meet up with the top dog. And the winner out of that cast is UKC dog of the year for that year. So uh, not only do you have to compete all year, you, you also have to uh, make it through the gauntlet at the end of the year. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty hard to, to get there and pretty competitive. Donnie, I'm going to ask you about a couple of your dogs. You got, uh, we, we talked about Slammer there a little bit, but I guess the first one that pops up on the dog of the year is Goodman's 2020 Jacks. Okay. And I think the last uh, count, they had 14 cast wins on them so far this year. No, that's going to be Slammer. Well, yeah. I'm backwards. Well, let's just talk about <laughs> Slammer then. <laughs> so, uh, Flint River Slammer had uh, 14 cast wins. Have you hunted him up any since then, or is there you got more on there that they haven't updated yet? No, he's uh, that's all he's got. I haven't hunted him since those were put in. He hasn't been hunted in a couple months. He got bit by a snake and so we've been getting doctoring and getting over that and he's back 100% now so we're ready to start back up okay and you've been hunting for a while you said you bought him what a year ago yes sir just now getting to learn him real good probably he's a pretty good dog to hunt he uh I believe he is 22 out of 25 cast wins this year he's got wins so he's He's pretty competitive, but he's an easy dog to handle. We need trees. 
you can put him on the paper and he's going to be there when you get there. Not, he, not much of a learning curve. Nah, <laughs> he's pretty easy dog to call. Now, what's he, his breed? He is out of Jammin' Bow and a female called M&W McAndrews Lily. She has done a lot of winning on her own. And then and Jim, doesn't need any introduction. Everybody should know him. That's that's right. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> everybody knows him. Uh, he comes from a good litter. Uh, Marty Moons owns his sister, also Jammin' Skeeter, and she won the Little World Hunt this year. So it's a pretty good cross on that on them dogs. I, I hunted against Skeeter. Uh, Luke Carroll owns Skeeter, I believe, and I hunted against her. Oh, yeah, she was a nice dog. Well, what kind of, I know you said he might be 100 yards or 900 yards, but it doesn't sound like he straight lines. sounds like he trees them as he comes to them. He, uh, he does tree them as he comes. He'll circle around you. You can watch him on a Garmin. He, he don't just line out. He hunts, but he's going to start hunting in circles and get a little wider each time till he finds, you know, finds a squirrel. Uh, very rarely does he check back in with you. He's going to be hunting. You're going to get him off a tree somewhere. But, I like him to hunt in a circle around me. I, that's the way I like him to do. Right. And we ended up, you know, water doesn't bother him. We hunted a lot in the beaver ponds and swamps down around Wilson, North Carolina. And he never slowed down, never looked back on them. He, he just hasn't, I haven't found anything much that bothers him. I can't beat uh, that. <laughs> Have you bred him, or did Marty ever breed him, or has he been bred in the yeah, past? Yeah, he has got several pups on the ground. Uh, I actually just picked up a male pup this week out of him that's eight weeks old. Uh, he's got a lot of pups that are running tree and have done some winning on their own that are out there. Well, he seems like he's reproducing pretty good then. He, he is a good reproducer, a Chad Poe from hardwood kennels he's got some nice pups out of him uh frank duty has got some pups out of him there's uh there's several pups around that's out of him that's doing real well now you mentioned chad poe chad uh, uh my first squirrel dog he bred he had the mom and dad of, of uh, my old cloud dog so uh, I, I know chad and i've i've hunted well, I haven't hunted against him or with him. I've seen him several times, and and we talk quite often. But uh, uh, but yeah, that's where I got my start. Was uh, in the feist dogs. Was was out of his kennel. Okay, yeah, he's he's got some nice dogs up there. He had Slammer, and he had actually sold him to a neighbor of his that just wasn't hunting him, and that's the guy that I bought him off of. Um, I guess next up is uh, sitting in third place is. 2020 jacks yes sir did you say he had nine cast wins uh he does have nine cast wins i believe the list is only showing seven at this time but he does have nine cast wins this year he is he's a nice little young dog i bought him back in april and uh he hadn't been hunted a whole lot the boy was hunting him some uh bought him off of jordan mullins and I brought him home, started hunting him pretty hard, and then put him in some hunts to give Slammer a break, and he's done real well on them. He, uh, I actually think he's a better coon dog than he is a squirrel dog, but he can short tree a squirrel. 
but he he's another one that he's kind of like slammer that hunts fairly close in a circle and then he'll get wider uh he's going to range on out especially coon hunting at night he he can really get deep on you but in the daytime he's usually going to be probably three to four hundred yards from you when he trees he's getting better all the time <laughs> that's going to be all the yeah, that's my uh, that's my sweet spot. That's where I like them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know uh, twenty twenty Jack, so I'm sure he's twenty twenty breeding. What what's he, he go is, back? His daddy is Shadow's twenty twenty Cannonball, which is out of Looney's twenty twenty Hummer. His mama is a uh, Festus Miss Kitty, which is out of twenty twenty Festus. Of course, he's out of Looney's twenty twenty Tank. So he's double twenty twenty bred on tank bread on both sides i've I've hunted with uh festus tank and I've, I've hunted with a lot of those dogs you know years ago when they were running around you know right a lot of those dogs you know you're talking about kentucky a, a lot of those dogs kindly got a foothold down the southeast kentucky current fights club right so I, I remember seeing old tank dog and stuff come through down there and Right, but you know you can't you can't say Festus without saying um, oh well I guess you can because I can think of his name that <laughs> Isaac and Tim Peavy House and I remember Isaac when he was a real young kid you know so down there hunting so I remember when he got started and I guess last time I hunted against him and Festus was UKC World Hunt I think that was uh, 2014 or 15 one of the two. Well, I didn't think I knew that many people, but golly. <laughs> well, you're better name. You can remember names. I'm real good with faces, but the names usually escape me. That must come from the police officer days. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. Well, I guess we kindly talked about Jax's style a, a little bit, and you coon hunt both dogs and everything else. Have you have you thought about making a run at the night hunt dog of the year with those dogs? I slammer probably not. He he is not much on hunting at night. He has tree coons during the daytime, but I don't coon hunt him much. But I have really considered it with Jacks because, like I say, I believe he's a better coon dog than he is squirrel dog, and so I'm probably going to start putting him in some night hunts. Uh, would like to take him out to OMCBA days, the world hunt out there, hunt him at night too. Is kind of my plans with him. You make it, make it in there. You'll have to go up uh, against the legend in the cur dog world, Franklin. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to, yeah. have to hunt with him if you make it up to the night. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool to have uh, to be able to get Jacks on both lists too. Get him in the top three of both lists. Be that. That's saying something. That's that's my goal. So we'll see what happens anyway. But he, I'm really liking him for a young dog. I believe another kill season on him, and he'll he'll really be cranking a little better than he is right now. But he's, I mean, he's no slouch right now. But well, you you mentioned that uh, Slammer was healing from a snake bite. I, was it venomous? I guess it sounds like. Yeah, figure it's probably a copperhead. We don't have many rattlesnakes around here, but. We do have a few copperheads, but he's a he's healed up from it except for still got a patch of hair that's not grown back, but he's back 100% and hunting good. We just give him a couple months off our rest. Well, so you do plan on pushing 
both dogs then it sounds like now that oh, yeah. slammer's on the mend yeah he'll be back in the hunts i'll be hunting him uh probably harder than i do jacks just to be honest with you i i like the old dog i like handling him he's just a consistent dog each time you turn him loose you pretty much know what to expect from him well you've got you've got the two dogs on the list do, do you find it is it difficult to push them both at the same time i mean i know you can throw them both in the truck but you can only hunt one at a time so have you got people handling for you or helping you in any way or how is it what's your method for keeping them both up there i i've been hunting them myself is <laughs> uh just having to hunt uh, you know it was a little easier for jacks you know champion out but now that he's a champion they're both in the same class so i have to kind of pick which one i'm going to be hunting unless i'm close enough my dad will sometimes handle one for me that's about about the only way I can do it is if he wants to handle one. Well, that's nice to to have Dad to come help you too, though. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's he Very probably doesn't charge you none. Is that cheaper than paying a handler? I bet, ain't it? <laughs> it <is>. <laughs> <laughs> he enjoys getting out with them too. Uh, I'm pretty fortunate at his age; he can still get out and go hunting with me. He loves to go listen to the dogs. He goes coonhunting, squirrel hunting with me. Which I'm horses a... with me. So. I'm assuming in North Carolina, I didn't really pull you up on a terrain map or anything, but um, just mentioning getting around, is are you in a, a mountainous terrain? I am. I am. If you look on a map, I'm in the corner of Virginia, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Lots of mountains there. I live on the <laughs> Blue Ridge Parkway. We, we're in the mountains. Yeah, I, I always tease Chad that he, he's older than I am, but when we get out and get hunting, I follow him on casts, and, and we do pleasure hunting together. But when a dog gets treated, I always tease Chad that he's kicked it into mountain goat gear, and I can't, I can't even keep up with Chad. <laughs> and that's that's uh, that's local Kentucky hills. They're not at all mountains. <laughs> You'd laugh at us for calling them mountains. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been accused of that a few times myself. I like to get to them when I hear them treated. Yeah. It'll it'll make you pick your speed up a little bit. Uh, well, when you when you get this belly. You know, kind of lean forward just a little bit. It gives you a little momentum. So, <laughs> inertia kicks more in. More pounds out in front of me than <laughs> does. Uh, that's all right till you head downhill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can roll downhill. <laughs> well, another dog. As I was, uh, you know, we've been talking about the UKC dog of the year, but I couldn't help but when I'm doing my digging and and looking things up on on the people we talk to. Uh, I did come across another dog of yours that was on a dog of the year list, and that was Double T Burlap Cat. He finished seventh in NKC's dog of the year race last year, right? Unless I, I, I haven't had Cat in any hunts. I don't believe she's a show champion. Okay, but so Joe was on the 2020 Burlap list. Then. Joe, okay, yeah, he's the one that I actually bought at the Grand American off the trade lot. Oh, and you're cool. right. Yes, he was on UKC's lot or list last year. Okay, so how is are you are you pushing him? Do you hunt him in in UKC as well as NKC? No, I actually uh, I actually sold Joe to a older gentleman that just pleasure hunts him now. He was more of a pleasure hunting style dog. He didn't hunt as wide as what I liked, and you know he'd back another dog if it treed first. He was going to back it, so I ended up selling him. I like one that's pretty independent and you'll never catch slammer or jacks on a tree with another dog unless they come to them they don't care if one comes to them but they're going to get by their sales 
don't matter what the other dogs are doing. And that's, I guess, from back in the coon hunting days, that's kind of what I like. Deep and lonely. That's it. <laughs> Talking about burlap, I guess they go back to the old original old double T burlap that uh, Aunt Sizemore had. I, he started, I remember hunting against him. He started down there at uh, southeast Kentucky as well. So, Yes, sir. Uh, Digging back into a lot of those older dogs that I can remember. Yeah, Joe was uh, Joe was actually out of Double T Burlap, and Joe's mama was a pup out of Burlap. It was a line breeding or inbreeding cross, whichever you want to call it. He was double bred Burlap. Yeah, I had he to pull the up. list up here now that we were talking about it. I did. I wrote that down wrong. I apologize. <laughs> I see Burlap Joe That's here right. now. He was uh, I, when I was hunting him. He's the one I started out squirrel hunting with, and. He finished out their grand squirrel champion in NKC and UKC champion. So, Cat, then, since we've, since we've brought Cat up and she's still in the kennel, right? She is. She is. I've actually got her bred to Slammer right now. Uh, okay. Expecting pups in the September. Very cool. Uh, she, so, when, when she gets whelped, I guess, or we're going to have her, we're going to see her on the UKC board or NKC board, both? Uh, probably not. She's more of a pleasure dog. She, uh, I, I pleasure hunt her a lot, but she's not really competition material or, or what I would consider competition material. Well, it sounds like you got a real good handle on the kennel then. You got what you like, what you like, you got what you got and you know what to push. Well, I try to, after so many years, you kind of figure out what you like, your hunting styles. You know, we still got some land where we can hunt that, you know, dogs can range out and get in there and not bother everybody. I've got a young pup coming on right now that i'll probably start pushing the first of the year if he continues the way he's going he's gonna tree and cur but outside of that i'll be hunting slammer and jacks pretty hard well it sounds like you you like the curs and and you mentioned you hadn't had a full hound in a while um do you still keep beagle dogs do you do any other kind of hound hunting no we uh we sold out the beagles i used to run ukc field trials with beagles and we sold out of them most of the places we had to rabbit hunt around here is christmas tree farms and they've been leased out to deer hunters and it's hard to find places to run the beagles that you're not making the deer hunters mad so we kind of sold out of them yeah i know up in our part of kentucky which i'm a deer hunter myself i'm not going to throw rocks at them um but i'm fortunate enough i guess to have some private land to deer hunt on um but I know that you hear a lot of talk about some of these people leasing, um, leasing and then subleasing, and apparently leasing whitetail land has really become a, a business. I'm telling you around here, I deer hunt too, but, you know, we've got some land that I deer hunt now, but leasing in this area got re- unreal at what they're getting for deer hunting land around here. And you just can't hardly get pr- permission to hunt private property anymore, you know, without leasing it. Right. Well, did we hear a rumor that you might consider a feist dog? I've got it on good authority that a feist dog <laughs> is coming to his kennel, and we're going to change uh, his mind on these dogs. I, I, I've got it on good authority now. Well, I, I see Joseph's been talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I tell you, I like his dogs. Uh, I like Sandy's hunting style and all, and I would give one a trial. I'll tell you, I'm not colorblind. I'll hunt about anything if it'll do it right. That's just the way I've always been as far as hounds. I've hunted plots, black and tans, uh, leopards. 
I, it don't matter to me. I'll handle the tail running tree like you're supposed to. So I'm going to probably try one of Sandy's pups and see what happens. Yeah, I ate a little bit of crow on that color blindness you mentioned, um, which I had a dog that got run over back in March of this year, and, and Chad had a, a female already knocked up. And Molly's a dog that I tell Chad every time I get a chance that I just love her. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just with my circumstances, you, Chad offered me a pup, and and I talked and talked and talked, and, and you know, the more me and him thought about it and and hashed out my current uh, family situation and the time availability and how much I can travel to hunt and all that. And the dog that got run over was as pretty red as I could ask for. I told Chad, you know, the more me and him hashed it out and I picked his brain, I said, well, I, I don't want a female. You know, I don't want to worry about heat cycles no more than I get to hunt. And I don't want a white dog. You know, I was a little colorblind to red. Well, happened chance molly had her litter and and chad called me and uh, i don't know it was probably a couple weeks after i went and looked at them they weren't whelped yet but once they got whelped he called and he said well i know you didn't want a white dog and you didn't want a female but that's what i got left (laughs) (laughs) so i thought about it i don't know chad what 30 minutes probably (laughs) i told him i said i said uh that's everything that I told you I didn't want, but I was more excited about the cross than I was anything. Uh, so I told him, I said, well, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to take her. And I will say she's, I don't know, somewhere between five and six months at this time, but I send Chad videos and I take her on walks and I like everything I see out of her. I hope one day that once she turns on and, and really starts hunting and doing right, I hope that I'll be, that'll be good tasting crow is what I hope. The other dog was the first one I ever trained, first one I, I fooled with, and I picked Chad's brain to pieces on, on you know, he's doing this and I'm doing this. And Chad's answer was usually always the same to me, and I've heard it most of my life. It was just be patient. Give it time. It'll turn on. Be patient. Give it time. <laughs> and uh, and patience paid off. He was doing real good. Uh, but one thing I will say about the, the, the pup I'm eating the crow on she is her nose i mean she's she's connected her nose and and using it way faster than the first dog did um, his eyes and ears come on and he hunted hard with them but me and chad had to really encourage him on that nose confidence and when his nose come on he come on but fortunately this little female this white female <laughs> that i've got now uh, i think that the nose is already there i just need to get her to see one across the grounds what i need right I usually try to trap a few and let them see them leave there and mess with them in the cage a little bit until they get started pretty good, and then I'll quit. Yeah. yeah. But, Joseph called me and, and said that, uh, you know, Sandy was coming in heat, and I said, well, man, I'm I'm going to go to Colorado, and this so happened she was ready the Sunday before we left. And he slid in and and bred, and he said, I got, I got a cur guy wanting one of these. I said, really? He said, yeah. And uh, said he's hunting with Sandy and Trixie and likes them. And, uh, I talked to him today because towards the end of every episode, I like to try to get a story out of people. And I called Joseph and I was like, you got any good stories on, on your buddy Donnie? And he said, no. He said, but he's one that's getting one of them pups. And I said, well, that's good enough then. I'll use that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, Joe's a good fellow. I enjoy hunting with Joe. And I like his dogs. They, they, they've done the best of any feist I think I've hunted with outside of Keith Peoples has some good feist dogs. And 
I've hunted a couple of his that have done really well. Yeah, Keith always keeps good dogs. But uh, it, we're going to be talking to Joseph here before long. He's up there on the on the list for the Feist Dog of the Year. Right. Uh, so we'll be we'll be talking to him before too long. Well, good deal. And uh, we'll and we'll definitely stay on top of your Dog of the Year race. Um, you know, which that's that's what we do, and we're going to try to make it kind of a part of the show just to keep people up to date not just on ukc um you know nkc or just any kind of big movement and in, in dog of the years we obviously are a show about dogs and loves talk, love talking about dogs uh, right but uh and we we don't discriminate <laughs> we are feist guys and, and we will tease a cur guy every now and then we've uh, we've got another cur guy episode recorded well mr gamble before this episode and, and we got a few pokes in at him about uh about vice versa curves on and off the microphone <laughs> right <laughs> but uh but anyway so no uh donnie it, it, since we we struggled to to really get a good story on you uh, is there any kind of do you have a, a favorite story on slammer or jacks or or cat or any of the above uh is there anything uh, we that, want we want the different kind of stories we want the ones that you know, like roping donkeys and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could I could tell you one on that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you follow on Facebook or not, but about three weeks ago, there was a young lady, well, it's been about a month and a half ago, decided she wanted to get in the horse business, so she got a freshly gilded Mustang from Siler City, North Carolina, turned it loose in the pasture, and, of course, it left there and was on the run for about three weeks until I got hired to catch it. We ended up roping it and catching it in the mountain uh, two weeks ago, I guess. Roped it about 7 o'clock in the evening, and it took me about 10.30 that night to get it out. Wow. So we we have some stories on roping, some <laughs> rounding up some wild stock. That's a dangerous thing. Now that you mentioned the donkey, <laughs> I caught one about two months ago that had been on the run for about six years. She had been running loose in the mountain for about six years, and I ended up catching her a couple months ago. So, wow. Yeah, we do have some wild donkey stories up here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get stories of all kinds. Uh, we had uh, one of our episodes, we had a guy road hunting, and his his dog come across a bear. Yeah, I tried to yank a bear out of a tree. And then uh, yeah. we had uh, Mr. Todd Cole's beta emu in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've been pretty fortunate so far. We we get the different kinds of stories. <laughs> and, and in your part of North Carolina, do you run into bears or hogs much? Have you ever had your dogs bay anything like we've, that? We've got a little, yeah, we've got a lot of bears. I used to bear hunt a lot of hounds. Uh, we've got a lot of bears. We don't have any hogs in this area. But we do have bear around, and it seems like this year there's a lot more than there has been the last few years. They're showing up everywhere, actually, around here now. Davin, get so. your bow. We can go help with that. <laughs> I've always yeah. wanted to shoot a bear. <laughs> they're, they're good eating. I don't have jacks or slammer, neither one's ever messed with a bear. But Now, cat, she will run a bear. 
which I'm a Kentucky boy, so bear's a whole nother language to me. We don't, well, I guess there are bear in Kentucky, but not in my part of Kentucky. If there is, it's all over right. Facebook and the news, and it's a big deal. You know, there was a bear spotted. <laughs> it it run through some some counties a little, I guess it would be northeast of me and Chad, uh, and it was all over the news and Facebook and don't mess with it. And I don't know where it ever went or what happened to it. I guess it made it out of our part of the state, and it was on to somebody else's Facebook. But, yeah, when there's a bear <laughs> spotted around here, it's a big deal. <laughs> Uh, it's actually it's an everyday thing around here now. And that would just make me, you know, I tease Chad that I about stepped on a rattlesnake with him a couple of years ago. We were hunting, and uh, that that makes me nervous this time of year. I don't I don't mind a snake if I can see it, but when you almost step on one, that means you didn't see it, and those <laughs> those are the ones That's that it. make me nervous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess snakes is about the only thing I really worry about when I'm out hunting, getting on one of them. Well, all right. Well, Donnie, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I say, yes, we'll, we'll keep up with you, and I'm sure we'll mention your name again. That It sounds like Jax is going to move up a little, a little bit, and, and Slammer has already got a pretty good lead uh, at 14 wins, you know, so he's probably going to hang on to that leaderboard for a while, even if you don't hunt him. So, yeah, we'll, I'm sure you'll come back up, and, and uh, in all our Dog of the Year conversations, we're going to, like I said, try to make it a regular part of the show and – with season heating up, it's about to be a, a pretty regular conversation, I imagine. Yes, sir. Thank you for inviting don't, me. Don't be too don't. hard on Joseph now. <laughs> I, I'll try not to. We'll see. We'll see how the pup works out. <laughs> right. That'll that'll be the one that that trees your bear. It's gonna be that feist dog, and you're, you ain't gonna believe it. You'll walk into the tree, and that feist dog will be holding it by the ear. Uh, All right. Be right. All right, Donnie. Well, thanks again. Uh, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your your support in the show and and taking time out of your night to to let us ask you a few questions. All right, buddy. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. All right, we will wrap it up and uh, look forward to to talking about you or maybe talking to you again in the future. All right, sounds good. All right, Thank have you. a good night. Well, let's close this tailgate and head to the house. Mm-hmm.